0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Right. Welcome back. Hello to those of you who are just arriving. My name is
1: May Elliott. And today we'll be focusing on the second hindrance, ill will, sometimes referred to as aversion.
0: Uh, Ill will in uh, Pali is viapada,
1: viapada. And this hindrance uh, of of ill will can manifest as anger, not liking, judgment, resentment, discontent, uh, denial, fear, boredom, etc. So yesterday I spoke about the first hindrance of sense desire. So these, these first two hindrances are um, come as a pair, they're two sides of the same coin. Um, They're the forces of wanting and not wanting. Um, And with each, there's a wish to change our experience in some way to create a better moment. At the base of both of these mind states is this sentiment that uh, the moment isn't sufficient as it is. Um, I need more of something, or I need less of something to be okay. And something that both uh, desire and aversion share is that they tend to be spellbinding. Uh, the narratives we tell ourselves about what we want and what we don't want, they really transfix us. Um, but at the heart, beneath the narrative,
0: uh, there's simply dissatisfaction. So, So where does it come from? Where does ill will come from? So aversion
1: or ill will are born from unwise attention to unpleasant experience so aversions born from fixating on that which is unpleasant and when we meet something that's unpleasant that's exactly what the mind does it tends to fixate so Thich Han used to talk about uh, the phenomenon of the one chipped tooth so if you've ever chipped a tooth you may notice the way that the tongue goes to that chipped spot over and over and over again. There's almost an obsessive quality to it. And in the same way, the mind fixates on what's unpleasant. And from that fixation, aversion is often born. So then how do we meet it? So yesterday I introduced a very simple two-step process uh, process or practice that you can use for all of the hindrances. So we'll, we'll play with that with aversion right now. So we start by doing step one, which is recognizing the aversion. Rather than just being uh, fixated on the noisy neighbor or on the bad traffic, we recognize, oh, this is aversion. Uh, Then we drop the fixation on the object. We let go of thinking about the noisy neighbor or the bad traffic, and instead we turn 180 degrees to feel the inner experience so step two is that feeling
0: the inner experience Uh, there's a quote by ralph waldo emerson that goes like this if a dog is chasing you turn and whistle for it if a dog is chasing you turn and whistle for it when there's
1: something unpleasant we're in contact with that's causing aversion All we typically wanna do is get rid of it or make it stop. Um, But more often than not, we
0: really can't change it. Um, The aversion is already there. So when a dog is chasing you, rather than running from it,
1: can you turn 180 degrees and whistle for it? Can you choose the experience rather than fighting it? It's like, great. successfully recognized aversion what a victory this is a great thing
0: Um, so so can we meet the moment in that way can we meet our aversion with that mind Um, I do want
1: to acknowledge it can be hard to do the first step of recognizing aversion because it's so easily hidden by our narrative of judgment rejection or disliking Um, So in your meditation practice, if you notice yourself lost in thought, um, maybe having repeated uh, thought patterns occurring, you might just ask the question, what's underneath this? What's underneath this? And that might illuminate if aversion or maybe one of the other hindrances uh, is present, actually fueling that thought pattern. Um, and it's not uncommon that we'll find ourselves ruminating about something if we're feeling aversion towards it. Uh, the Zen teacher, Lian Shutt, talks about the hindrance, uh, this hindrance as the terrible twos, as in T-O-O-S. So if you're thinking a lot and you notice yourself wanting to change or fix experience, you might notice the mind that the mind is saying uh, something like, Uh, too messy, or too cold, or too many bugs, too itchy, too loud. Um, So when we're at this first step of recognizing the hindrance, if you notice that sort of story playing in the mind,
0: to this, to that, um, it's a likely sign that aversion is at work. So once we recognize we do that 180 degree turn and we feel the
1: aversion in the body we bring some curiosity to it so um, as we discussed yesterday uh, we might be noticing if there's a temperature or pressure or contraction or tightness um, and often aversion has an intense tightening in the body sometimes heat um, but see how it is for you you might notice the energy in the body Sometimes aversion has a lot of energy to it, like anger is very activating energetically because there's often great motivation to fight or attack or to push away or expel something. So we can notice this energy in the body. Um, And sometimes noticing what's happening in the body with some um, kind of like a wide angle lens, some sense of spaciousness. We're um, kind of noticing what's happening happening in an expansive, relaxed way. Um, sometimes it can just create a little bit more space around the aversion. We can, as we do this step of feeling, we can also feel the hindrance in the mind. What's the emotional tone? Um, the mind and the heart, the chitta, what's the emotional tone? Uh, what does it make you want to do? Are there repeating thought patterns? So that's our practice of recognizing and feeling. Uh, There's a story about Ajahn Chah, the great Thai forest master, uh, who is one of the lineage holders in our Western insight tradition. And in it, Ajahn Chah, who is uh, known for his tremendous strength of practice uh, and his peacefulness and good-heartedness, he was sitting and teaching, as often happened, under his little kuti. Um, And during one of these times, uh, a palm reader, an astrologer, came to visit him. Um, many people came to visit Ajahn Chah. And so he was one of many sitting around listening to Ajahn Chah tell stories and teach the Dharma.
0: And
1: so this palm reader was just captivated by Ajahn Chah's humor and his warmth. And he knew that it would you know, Ajahn Chah might look down on him if he asked to read Ajahn Chah's palm, but he, he couldn't resist. So he finally summoned the courage to ask Ajahn Chah if he could look at the lines on his hand. And of course, uh, Ajahn Shah teased him and said, oh, well, am, I gonna win the, am I gonna win the lottery? Uh, but Ajahn Shah was willing and he offered his hand to the reader and the palm reader took Ajahn Shah's hand. And after a little while with uh, a good bit of confusion and some surprise, he said, um, excuse me, the, the lines on your hand, you've
0: got a lot of anger. And Ajahn Chah smiled and said, yes, but I don't use it. So when we've learned to meet a hindrance over and over
1: again, and we can do so with with clear recognition and a willingness to feel the hindrance in the body without resistance, we actually learn to divest from that hindrance. We no longer need to be hijacked by it. As Ajahn Chah said, We don't need to use it. So as we do this practice of recognizing and feeling uh, the hindrance of ill will, we end up undercutting the compulsion to use our anger in unskillful ways. Um, So the more we're able to train in meeting this hindrance with mindfulness, with patience, uh, with non-judgment,
0: the less power it has over us. We don't need to use it in unskillful ways. So everything I've shared so far, recognize and feel, um, this should be the typical
1: approach to working with this hindrance. However, if the mind is overwhelmed, um, if you really just can't practice mindfulness with it, that's when you might shift gears and apply the antidote. And as um, mentioned earlier during our meditation, uh, the traditional antidote to, uh, to anger, to ill will, um, is loving kindness, is the metta practice. So the friendly mind of kindness can actually obstruct aversion. Uh, The sense of anger or disliking actually can't arise when that's present. So so this is something that we can engage if it's supportive to us. Um, And we can lean on on the well-wishing of others. You know, we can bring to mind and have somebody um, that's been loving to us send us the loving kindness. So that actually still uh that grows the heart muscle that grows the strength
0: of our of our capacity for kindness and I also want to mention um another antidote for aversion
1: in daily life, and that's the practice of restraint um, so if the the um um you know we we often really want to do what the ill will tells us to do um But to practice restraint is to not do that thing. As in, don't say the snarky thing to your partner uh, or drive aggressively or hurt someone. Um, And and this this allows us to keep our ill will from causing harm. Practice restraint. Okay, so those are a few possible antidotes. And then lastly, as with all hindrances, Notice moments when the mind is free of aversion. So notice when it passes away. You know, you might be totally consumed by anger, and then at some point, that that anger fades away, and the mind heart is free. So really let that absence register. Um, enjoy it when the
0: mind is kind and at ease. Um, really let that uh, take that in. So today. Um, if you'd like to t- to pick this up as a practice, um, you might
1: just notice any moments, small or large, where you experience ill will or aversion. So you might notice any moments where you feel frustrated. Maybe, well, maybe it's while watching the news, um, or maybe uh, you don't get something that you had hoped for. Or you might notice if you're internally judging yourself or another person. So just uh, taking a moment to see if aversion is present throughout the day and if you do recognize it recognize it as aversion rather than just being fixated on the on the storyline of what's happening um, that's a great victory right so this moment of rec- recognition can actually be a catalyst for gladness so in the midst of aversion you can actually have a feeling of gladness
0: like wow look at this. I'm clearly seeing a hindrance. That's a great thing. So uh, so today, uh,
1: if the dog is chasing you, I hope that you are able to turn and whistle for it. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks so much, everyone. Take care.